everyone, and welcome to Life Hacks for Working Moms, the podcast that helps you overcome the overwhelm, embrace the chaos, and cultivate a life you love. My name is Megan Strand, and it is so awesome to be here with you today. Thanks for tuning in. Part of what we have to deal with as responsible adults are routine home maintenance issues that might seem a little bit like drudgery, at least they do to me. But done right, and with a teeny little bit of planning, you can save yourself some significant money and time when it comes to simple things such as appliance maintenance. My guest today has more knowledge about the world of home repair and maintenance in her little pinky than I could probably ever learn. Her name is Cheryl Reed, and she is spokesperson and media goddess for Angie's List. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, how are you? I'm excellent. Thanks so much for being here with me today. I know that it's kind of a, seems like a heavy topic and maybe a little bit of minutia, but that we're going to make it fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Home maintenance. <laughs> There's nothing more fun than that. That's right. That's right. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But you know what? Here's the thing. You got to do it, people. So that is why Cheryl is here to talk to us today. So... Let's start out um, talking about, and we're really going to be focusing on things that everyone has and everyone can do today. So Cheryl has, I think, some tips for us, lots of tips for us, but we want to start out first by talking about um, the whole equation of whether to repair or replace an appliance and how that dynamic has sort of changed over the years. Right. Now, here's the thing that um, for many of us, I think um, you and I, Megan, maybe of, you know, we may have been switched at birth because I <laughs> also don't really appreciate the finer points of home maintenance, even though I know it's really important. But here's an incentive for those of us um, who may shy away from it. When you don't maintain your stuff, guess what happens? It falls apart. It falls apart, but not only does it fall apart, it falls apart faster. Yes. So if you can maintain it a little bit, what you should do, what I do, is put a little bit of those savings into a little box, and eventually that turns into shoes um, <laughs> with all of my savings. So it's an incentive to get you to do the right thing, right? Everybody needs that. Um, and, and here's the thing um, that we like to – I actually write this down. You can either – you could um, go to our website, find it, copy it, put it on your fridge if you want. But it's the Angie's List rule of 5,000. This is how you're going to know whether it is time to kick that refrigerator to the curb. Um, so the rule of 5,000 says this. You look at the age of your equipment. So how old is it? How long have you had it? times the repair cost, which you have properly researched and gotten the right good repairman, repairwoman to help you out. If you multiply those two things together and you get a number that is below $5,000, 5000 you should repair it. It's mm. worth the repair. If it's more than that, go get a new one. Interesting. I love that rule. Yeah. And, you know, math is not my four. <laughs> that seems like forte. basic math. It is. This is the easiest thing ever. So, But still put that formula on your fridge if you want. And then when you get to the point where the disposal doesn't work or, you know, the, the freezer goes out, think about it in those terms. And, and that's going to give you a really good um, guide as to what you should do. Okay. I'm going to put that in show notes too, because you have a nice little infographic for that too. Now talk a little bit about repairing things. Cause it almost feels like, you know, we got a new washer. I don't know how many years ago and 
when the guy has to come out and fix it, it's like, um, I don't know, an airplane console. It's not, it doesn't <laughs> seem simple. It's not like, oh, you have a sock stuck behind the drum. It's like, oh, let me reprogram your computer and give you a new motherboard. It's, it's well, so yeah. can you even re- repair stuff anymore? Well, you can, but let me ask you this first. Did you fall for the refrigerator with the TV in the door? No. Or all of those fancy gadgets? No. No, the, no, no. I'm talking about a basic... I mean, it is a front-loader washing machine, but it's it's ah, a basic ah. washing machine. It does not... I do, cannot watch Judge Judy while I'm doing my laundry. <laughs> well, some of these things are crazy, crazy computerized. And yes. the, the trick here... Now, unless you're really one of those people who needs all those gadgets, um, the more complicated the device with all those extra bells and whistles, the more repair you're going to put into it Mm. and the quicker those things are going to fall apart. Um, Good tip. One of the tricks for a refrigerator, for example, is that ice machine on the outside of the door. Yeah. Bad idea. More prone, more prone to needing repair than if you just open the door. I mean, you know, some of this is a case of, oh, it has to be so convenient for me, but there's a cost of that convenience. And often it's needing and knowing your repair person by name. Um, Interesting. So so one of the things that we tell folks is, um, and this seems a little silly, especially if you move into a house that already has appliances in it, but it, it would be well worth your time to take a bit of stock of what you own and how old it is so that you can actually do the math there. Most appliances these days, uh, the bigger ones, should last you about 10 years. Wow. So okay. That, that's longer if, than I would have thought. Well, they should. Um, some will go as long as 20. Um, in fact, in my house today, there's a downstairs refrigerator upright. I'm sorry, it's a freezer. I inherited it with my house. I swear it must be like the first refrigerator or freezer <laughs> thing ever made. It's hideous, but it works. Um, so I haven't done anything with it. And I should because it is highly, highly, highly not energy efficient. Yes. Yes. Well, but, you bring you bring up another good point, too, because if you actually took stock, well, if I actually took stock of the appliances in my home, you you can know when they're then approaching mm-hmm. end of life. So so yes. if I if I only have another year or two left in my washing machine, I should maybe start saving mm-hmm. some money for that and put exactly. it aside. So whether I'm putting exactly. it aside for shoes or a new washing machine, <laughs> that's up to you. Yeah, but you, that, you that gives you an idea. So let's yeah, talk. It's let's, a great thing to do. Let's talk about you know we have a ton of tips today. I'm so excited to get into them because there's. I would be I I'm I need you guys to tweet me if you actually mm-hmm. knew all of these tips because. I feel like I've actually looked into this before, and I definitely did not know all these tips and definitely have not done all of them. So you're going to learn learn something new today. So we're going to go room by room. We're going to talk about exactly what Cheryl was talking about earlier. What are the very easy maintenance things that you can do to make your appliances last longer? So let's start with the kitchen. And how about the fridge? The fridge. The fridge is a great one. And the number one thing homeowners can do to prolong the life of your refrigerator is cleaning the condenser coils. And that sounds like it's a big thing, but it's not. And uh, especially for most refrigerators, that little um, metal guard at the bottom of your refrigerator is guarding the coils. All you need to do is use the upholstery fixture or um, uh, what do you call that thing that sticks onto your vacuum cleaner? That the, Yeah, device. the ex- extension you attachment know, thingy. thingy. The attachment, Bobby. that's the word. The attachment. <laughs> Use the upholstery attachment and just stick it under there and suck out all, especially if you've got a dog, 
dog hair, cat hair, these things um, accumulate on front of the the coils and it makes your refrigerator run more inefficiently. So you can sweep under there regularly with, you know, just your broom if you're going to sweep your kitchen floor. But once a month or so, definitely every quarter, see if you will uh, just take the time to do that. Some of these coils are on the back of the refrigerator. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I had to pull my refrigerator out when I first learned about this. And I got to tell you people, it's disgusting. It's, gross, isn't it? it's disgusting because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it had never been done, and it was it was actually kind of rewarding though because that, that's a lot of dust and dog hair in my case. Yes, yes, and it it'll do wonders for the efficiency of your refrigerator, which is one of the biggest energy hogs in your house. So mm, if you can make that thing work well, you're going to save some money. Excellent. Anything else with the fridge or freezer? Um, I guess that, for that matter. You know, that's that's really the big that's thing. the big one. And, okay. I mean, Keeping your refrigerator clean is kind of important, um, more important for some of us than others, but um, it's the coils. The number one thing with the refrigerator is the coil. Got it. Okay. Um, now, can we move on to Let's the move garbage on. disposal? Oh, yeah. This is a fun one. Um, it doesn't sound fun, Cheryl, I got to tell you. I'm telling you what, people are going to, if I will be highly disappointed if I don't get at least 17 people saying, wow, I wish I'd known that before. <laughs> Um, here's the thing. When you run your garbage disposal, what do you do? How do you do it? Do you just throw the stuff in, turn the flip, flip the switch and turn the water on? And wait, yes. You're doing it wrong. <gasps> you need to run the water first. Oh, okay. Run the water 10 seconds before you put the food in and then keep it going at least 30 seconds after. Here's why. You want to both get a good flow of, you want that stuff out of your house, right? You want right. it through those pipes. So you want to get a good flow going, going in. And you want to get that stuff grounded up and then whooshed right out the door or through the pipes. <laughs> and um, cold water is better than hot okay? because some of us do another sin, and that is put grease down the, down the um, drain. Oh, you okay. should never do that. Grease does not belong down the drain. You should find a way to dispose of that. Coffee can throw it out in the trash. Just don't put it down your drain. But if you do that, if you can't stop yourself, if you've got grease and fat, cold water will help solidify it a bit to chop it up and mm. get it down. Interesting. So hot, okay. hot is bad. Um, also, don't throw celery, carrots, or banana peels or eggshells down the disposal. And this one will surprise you. Rice and pasta. Huh. Because it gums it up? And, well, think about when you eat rice or pasta, what happens to your stomach? Well, it expands. Mm-hmm. So it just so, expands. It gets little rice grains get stuck and expand yes. in your garbage disposal. That's interesting. Yep. My husband's always after me to... I used to put eggshells down the drain. I don't anymore because he's trained <laughs> me. Um, but there's some. I feel like there was something else that he told me not to put down there that was not on your list. I don't think I would put a banana peel down there, but definitely carrots and celery, I feel like it's fair game. You're saying no. Yep. Nope, nope. Too big, too fibers, stringy. The okay. fibers, the fibers wrap around the blades. Um, maybe he told you avocado pits. I think bones are a no-brainer, but yeah. um, I don't know. Those anything that will jam or block the blades, they'll burn your motor out. Yeah, and people, you should be composting that stuff anyway. Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Interesting tips on disposal. Anything else on disposal? Um, no, I think that'll do it. But let's move on to the dishwasher. Let's do it. Where the the debate of the century. Uh-oh. Do you clean your plates before you put them in? Well, with my dishwasher, you do, because well, my dishwasher is not good. 
Well, even if your dishwasher says it's okay, it's really not. Oh. Um, those those great commercials where they just put the lasagna like, just put in the, the Yeah, just put the full plate of spaghetti in the dishwasher. It'll take care of it. Yeah, only if you've got the really <laughs> top end, right? No, don't do that. Just don't do it. Um, rinse them off because here's why. Um, it, it may be actually not necessary in the full scope of the world, but... <laughs> Um, what you're doing is at the most, the most worst thing that you're doing is you might be wasting a little bit of water by rinsing off those dishes. What you'll be doing though is saving yourself the trouble of a buildup of little bits of meat or gunk, which will bring you an average repair bill for your dishwasher of $140. Oh, you see can that people? waste a lot of water. $140. Bam. We just saved you $140. Rinse your right. dishes. Right. And here's another thing. And it, you can do this if you if you subscribe to the idea of using chemicals or if you don't. Um, once a month at least, you need to run your dishwasher empty with a little bit of vinegar or CLR or Lime Away or Jet Dry uh, because that's going to oh. help you clear your lime buildup. And okay. I want to say it's something like 80% of the country has hard water like I do. Okay. That lime buildup, you can get rid of it this way. Interesting. Okay, so once a month, vinegar or CLR or lime away. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. and then apparently there's like a filter on the dishwasher that I still have yet to locate on mine. How how does that work? Do we what do we do with that? Uh, well, you know that's one of those things that you really have to get into. You get your manual out, and oh, that's a terrible thing. But people really should read their manuals. Um, I know they're there for a reason. Nobody does it. <laughs> Nobody does it. You're just not gonna, you know, you could, you could, it might even be worth your time to get a repair person out to, to show, show you, these you things because every oh, uh, different make and model is different. So okay. you want to have somebody who's like trained, who's trained in GE or who's trained in, you know, all of the different brands because there are little tricks that they're happy to tell you because, you know, while they do make their life's living off of uh, coming out to repair, if they can make a friend in a homeowner, much better. they're going to do it because they'll it. come back out. Okay. So we need to go on Angie's list, find a reputable repair person and get them to come Indeed. help me t t teach me how to find my dishwasher filter. <laughs> okay. Anything else on the dishwasher before we move to the laundry room? Uh, well, I was going to move to the oven. <gasps> oh, I forgot about the oven. Okay. Yeah, let's do here's it. Here's a quick one. Here's a quick one. Uh, and I'll just give you the, the top, top tip tips. Um, you know that self-cleaner that you just move the thing over and, and yes. your oven is magically cleaned? You might want to forget you have that okay. option. Because generally speaking, that's the thing that's going to cause your oven to break down. Um, what does that do? Does it just put it on like uh, s surface of the sun hot and burn stuff off? Like I don't even know what the self-cleaning thing does. The temperature gets almost to 800 degrees. Oh, my gosh. And you know what that does? It, it kills uh, sets your it electrical on fire. system. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard oh, on the oven. You shouldn't use it very often. Definitely don't do it right before you're getting ready for Thanksgiving if you're the hostess oh. um, because you don't want to risk that. Okay. Um, instead, here's what you should do and nobody wants to do. If you, you should have clean your still, oven? Clean it up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, it's very much like, and this is sort of a bathroom kitchen thing. You've got that little drip that you want to ignore because it's so small. You see a drip, you need to get the thing fixed. Right. You spill something in your oven, clean it up because it. it's, that's just the easiest and cheapest way to keep that thing in good shape. 
Um, and also, aluminum foil is not your friend in the oven. Oh, really? You no. Know, yeah. Like no, on the bottom of the oven, you mean? This. Is that what you Yeah. Don't, yeah. yeah. They, uh, people Why? put that at the bottom of the oven to catch things that yeah. drip. Um, and sometimes they do it so that it gets really close to the heating element. Yeah. Fire. Not a good idea, people. Right. Okay. And See, I would have thought oven, that was like a proactive cleaning tip, but you're saying yep, that's too nope. risky. Okay. Good to Use know. Use your drip pans. Use the things that are designed for that because that's not what aluminum foil was made for. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Excellent. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, also, if you've got dials and switches when you're for your to make your um, oven, oven work, mm-hmm. as opposed to a button right. that's flat, right. don't put cleaning fluid and water around it because that's going to get into the electrical system and oh. dry it out. Okay, good to know. So just pull those babies off and clean it with a rag or what have you. Just make sure no water or cleaning solution gets into it. Yeah, have a damp rag instead of spraying it. Got it. Like I have. Good oh. tip. Good <laughs> tip. Okay. So anything um, else in the kitchen? Okay. Are there so other appliances I've forgotten about? Okay, good. All right. How about the laundry room? The laundry my nemesis. Let's many... talk about my nemesis. Oh, <laughs> did you make your laundry room pretty so you like it oh, better? No, my laundry room is like the size of a washer dryer. And mm-hmm. the only reason it's my nemesis is because I have two children who like feel like they need to change their clothes all the time. So. And so you probably do what the typical American family does is 300 loads of laundry a year. I do. I know. I'm sure I do more than that. That's a lot of laundry, right? It is. It's ridiculous. All right. Well, here's what you're doing wrong in there. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Cheryl. Tell me. Um, emptying the pockets is not just a job for you know people looking for spare change. Here's why you want to empty the pockets. Um, you can have coins, rocks. In your case, maybe frogs and snakes that get into <laughs> the system. And we'll, definitely have found um, those mess up your washer. But this has happened to me many times. This is why I know this. I am a Victoria's Secret kind of girl, mm. which means I have underwire support in my bras. Oh, yeah. You need to really put those things in a garment bag because the underwire will escape and get underneath the um, agitator. Oh, that can't be good. And that will cost you $50 every time you meet your plumber, John. (laughs) And eventually he said to me, you got to stop doing this. (laughs) So, okay. So garment bag for things like bras and Mm -hmm. whatever else you want to put in there. We're not going to go into that. Empty your pockets. Empty your pockets. Don't overload the the washer. Okay. Yes, I heard that. And I, I I have conversations with my husband about that because I think that's an issue for our family. Okay. What else with the yeah, washer? I feel like time. I feel like there are um, some other things with the washer that I'm probably not doing. Well, here's one thing. How much detergent are you using? I think I'm using too much because you're you supposed to use, are. like I have an HE machine and I feel like it needs a decent amount of detergent, but really it's less than you need, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Say it with me. Read your manual. Read your well. Read well and read your read the dishwasher. The dishwasher. The what is it called? Detergent box. Doesn't it yes. also tell you? It it also tells you. But now there are some machines now, the fancy ones, where you really do need to use those um, pellets. The H-E. Or those oh, packets. the pellets. Yep. Um, now I I'm like you. If I've got something that's really nasty, I kind of overdo it with the detergent. But that's a bad thing. Not okay. only are you wasting detergent, but it's not helping your washer. Okay. 
And then isn't there like a, this is something that's on my laundry list. And I feel like as I was researching the show, I, I ran across this. <laughs> isn't there list, like yeah. my laundry mm-hmm. list? Isn't there a um, hose that comes into the back of the washing machine that has a filter that can get gummed up? Yes. And what you should do with your washer um, is have, you need to take, take stock of those hoses. You can see them. Yes. I mean, they're right there. Um, just take a look at them every so often, and you might actually want to have somebody come out just to take a look at them. You can do them yourself if you're handy. Um, if you're not like me, my husband thinks he is, but he's not. Um, having somebody come out, you know, a washer's going to last you 8 to 12 years. Having somebody come out, say, if you don't have any trouble with your machine, um, or you don't have much trouble with your machine, it would be well worth your time to have somebody come out and take a look at that machine, say, in that 10-year mark, just okay. to see how you're going, if not before. I mean, if you start to have issues, if you have leakage, get somebody out right away because it could be a very, very simple fix and let go, it might be um, a really difficult fix. Some repair costs are, you know, we see an average of $500. It's not uncommon. Oh my gosh. Right. So okay. do it early. Anything else with the washer that we need to be thinking about maintenance wise? Um, that's pretty much it with the washer. Now what's scary is it's cousin next door yes. or on top. Um, the dryer, let me see where my stat here is. Um, fires from dryer, from the dryer. Um, there are such a thing as dryer fires. Yes. Um, Deadly. And Generally, that's caused by people not um, not just eliminating the lint. You know, you take your lint um, filter out and you clean it, right? Every every load, right? Absolutely. We do this, right? Every single I, one. I actually do that. I, that's like my one thing I will do. Well, that's a good thing. But you should also have somebody out every year or so, maybe every five years, depending, um, to clean out the dryer vent that comes from your dryer to the outside of your home. Right. Well, and you, you don't get it all, but getting it daily or, you know, with each load is a great first step. So with the exterior, so I had a friend tell me this last year and, um, when I investigated, it, it wasn't happening. And what it was, was she said, sh- she heard somewhere that you need to turn on your dryer, then go outside to where that filter or whatever mm-hmm. it's called, the vent is. And usually they have kind of a louvered slat thing. And mm-hmm. if those slats are not opening when the dryer is on, you have a problem and you need to clean out that that vent. And so I actually sent my husband up there. Guess what? There was a bird's nest in there or the, yeah. st- the start of one. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a full-on bird's nest, but it was like all sorts of material that was clearly from a bird. And so he, he took the shop back up there. You know, we're like both mm-hmm. on ladders holding the silly shop back, cleaning out the vent. And then he had to install some, um, you know, fine mesh over the, that dryer yeah. vent so that the birds couldn't get into it. But so I was like, huh, never knew that. But apparently yeah. that's the litmus test is those things have to be open when you're dryer's going, otherwise you have a problem. Now, is this something, did we do this right? Can we do it ourselves? Or is this something that you need to have somebody come and do to do it more thoroughly? Well, you know, I would say, well, it depends. It depends on how handy you are right. and how um, attentive you are, you know, to something. Um, we, we tend to talk about time, tools, and talent. If you have the tools, if you have the time, and the talent. The talent is key here. It's true. Um, because, you know, it's okay if you're not handy. There's no shame in not being a carpenter or 
a handyman. Absolutely. There, that's why there are people who are handyman because it's a craft. <laughs> Absolutely. So don't be ashamed if you aren't the person who can do this. Just make sure you find somebody who can. And speaking of that, many of these jobs um, can be done by handymen as opposed to a more expensive, um, I say that in air quotes, contractor, except when it involves water. You want a licensed plumber mm. because water is a scary thing. Absolutely. It, you know, makes rivers that canyons and rivers and you don't want a canyon in your house um, you or you don't want your drywall to rot wouldn't you say electric too i feel like oh hey, yeah electric hey, water and, and electric i feel like need those licensed yes. professionals because that can go south quickly even though even yeah. if people are like oh yeah i can totally do that like that that yeah. seems like there's a, red a reason flag there's a reason <laughs> there are those standards guys go through yes there are standards there are laws there are licenses and um with with water, what you're looking at is damage for the most part. With electrical, you're looking at fire. Exactly. Your house can, can literally um, go up in flames because, you know, you think you know how to rewire that yeah, no, um, I don't, ceiling fan. That doesn't seem like a good idea to me. Excellent. Yeah, well, these... um, one more thing on dryers yeah. before I go. Um, dryer sheets, don't use too many. Don't make the mistake of wanting to have pretty smelling clothing and throwing in two or three why is um, that because i totally do that <laughs> oh <laughs> like when i get Stop the load it. of dog towels i'm like you're getting like five dryer sheets <laughs> <laughs> well what you're doing is creating a way a layer of wax in your dryer oh yeah and it will gum up the appliance good to know is there a is there something yeah. to do to clean the dryer at all like similar to a a filter on the washing machine is there anything like that we should be looking at um, I want to say no other than, um, you know, simple things like if you have ever dried a plastic or rubber backed rub mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you've had all that stuff in there, yeah, you really bad. need to vacuum that stuff out. I mean, okay. it, that's difficult. And, you know, ultimately, if you keep doing that kind of thing, those materials are going to get into the into the works of the machine and you're going to have to have a professional come out or get a new dryer well and even like taking i don't know i don't know if all the um, dryers work like this but like our lint filter you can pull it out and then there's a giant chasm underneath it that it's always filled with lint too not filled but there's always lint in there too so sometimes taking the attachment down into that underneath the mm -hmm. filter seems like a prudent thing to do yes but again this is a case where you want to read your manual make sure you're not doing something wrong. Don't do that, Megan. Yes. Excellent. See, they make those <laughs> manuals for a reason, people, and we should read them. Excellent. Well, this has all been totally fascinating. Again, I want you to tweet me if you knew every single one of these tips, because I don't think oh, you do. Wait. Wait, oh, wait, you have wait. another one? Oh, oh, you didn't give me done. your really good special tip. Did you give me your oh, special that, tip? No, that was the that was the underwire, but we haven't gone oh. to the bathroom, and this is one you, can't, oh. you have to know. About. Okay, let's do, know let's do it. Let's do it. So, and it, and I even have, um, I mean, the feds are even on this. You know those flushable wipes? Yes. Guess what? Those are bad. They're not flushable. What do you mean they're not flushable? What does that mean? They just Well, you stick can flush your... them, and then soon your pipes will be full of them. <gasps> and if you have a septic system, like if you're out in the country, um, it's going to be full of those things because they really many some of them do not break down wow like you might think they do they are not toilet paper many of them actually have plastic in it in the in the weave so the ftc just issued a warning i'm not making this stuff up i'm sure you're um, not 
and even prior to the FCC's warning, uh, we've been talking about this for a while because a lot of our sewer system specialists mm. have been warning about them for years. Also, and this, I'm not a cat owner, um, cat litter is not flushable. Oh. It's bad for your system. Got it. That's why you should just train your cat to go to the bathroom on the toilet because I know people that do that. I, I cannot <laughs> yeah, imagine how. <laughs> I cannot imagine how, but I know people that do it. That's fascinating. Have, okay. Anything else in the bathroom? Um, that's pretty much the bathroom, other than the leaks. If the if you've got a leak, you got to fix that fixed. stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you know, there's. I mean, nobody wants to waste anything. I'm sure. Um, and you know, wasting water is a bad thing. But if you're if you've got those calcium buildups outside your faucet because you haven't fixed the leak, that's a real clear indicator call. This is the house saying to you, "Please fix me. Please fix me." <laughs> Excellent. That's Excellent. your house talking to you. Excellent. Well, Cheryl, this has been all so fascinating. And I now have a list of things to do. And I'm going to do them. And I'm going to help you guys do them too, everyone that's listening today, because Cheryl has a lot of really great links from Angie's list. I'm going to put them all into the show notes. And Cheryl, if people want to find out more about Angie's list, some of these tips, you've got great tips on your website, or if they need a trusted home repair contractor, how do they do that? Well, it's so simple. It's so easy. Go to angieslist.com. Um, you can sign up, join as a member. Um, rates are pretty cheap these days. It's about $10 for the year. Um, if you are not wow. a joiner, uh, you can go to Angie's List and get some great deals from highly rated um, service providers that aren't at the great low, low price for members, but even non-members can get um, some of those deals. Uh, go to Angie's List or Google, which is most of our um, knee-jerk reaction, for Angie's List Big Deals. Uh, or you can even download our SnapFix app where we will help you find these folks. You don't even have to do your research for you. We will find you people who have already been researched and send them your way. Excellent. Well, that uh, that is all sorts of resources I didn't even know about. So thank you for sharing those. And I will put links to all of that in our show notes, which you can find at my website, lh4wm.com. Or if you really want to do a lot of typing, you can just type in lifehacksforworkingmoms.com. And to find the podcast, I don't know how you found me this time, but to find the podcast, the best way is to go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Always want your feedback, always want your input. So you can also tweet me at Megan Strand. And again, find me online on Facebook as well for at Life Hacks for Working Moms. And on behalf of Cheryl and myself, we'd like to thank you so, so much for tuning in today. And I will talk to you next time.